last week. <clears throat> I have not had a good week physically, but I feel better this morning, thanks to the Lord. He has strength. He strengthens us physically and spiritually. And uh, I know that uh, some of the illness is going through uh, this congregation. <clears throat> and I know that some of us have not felt well uh, for the last few days, but praise God, you're here, and I'm glad you're here. And of course, we want to remember uh, Sister Marquis in our prayers, and I know right what Brother Chris is talking about, and it's uh, kind of a, a lonely feeling when you have to treat your wife for illness and don't have them to be with you and to help you make decisions and and cook breakfast and things like that. So, <laughs> so, so, but it's good to be here this morning, and I'll be talking to you this morning, Lord willing, out of Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. Now, I've said this before, but let me say it again. <clears throat> uh, the first part of the book of Romans was, uh, 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 had a lot of evangelistic uh, scriptures in it, but we're down now to, uh, past the halfway mark of the book of Romans, and we're getting more into church doctrine. Church doctrine. Now, the reason that Paul did this was because he was an apostle to the Gentiles. Now, apostle, as I said, in the, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, it means teacher. So Paul was sent by God to teach the Gentile church. That's why that you find him when he starts his letters. Uh, uh, many times he says, servant to the church and apostle to the Gentiles. Well, now the reason he said that in his day and time, the Gentiles were not considered. We were not a people. We were considered by, by Jewish, even we were considered even by Jewish saints as being unworthy to hear the gospel. That's right. We had no covenants, no hope without God, Paul said. That's who we were. And I know that when people chase that, uh, they kind of come up with some racism, and they say, oh, well, uh, God wasn't a racist. Let me tell you, God is sovereign. He's what he wants to be. And if he says, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. And that's who we were under the Gentile, under the Jewish covenant. So Paul is coming in and he has teach, he has to teach the church, after you've been born again, how you should act. See? Because we didn't know it. I mean, when you got saved, did you know how to how to re really live moral? If you wasn't raised in church, you didn't. Now, some of you were raised in church, and you kind of had a, yeah, I don't steal, I don't do this. But, 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 but really, you know, we needed to be taught also. So I'm saying all that to tell you, Paul is taking some time in the book of Romans to talk to church members because they were in the first century after the Lord died for all and the Gentiles were invited in by the new covenant. And, 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 and the Bible in more than one place tells us 
that when the Lord died on Calvary, that the veil was rent in, in the temple from top to bottom. And that's a sign for God's people that God is not meeting with Jews only anymore. Now it's to individuals. See, that's why uh, the last chapter in the Bible says, Whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. Now it's up to you. It's up to you. God did what he wanted to to save you. That is to give his son to die for you on Calvary's cross. Now it's up to you. The Bible leaves it open in the Gentile age to whosoever will. Now let read my lips. If you won't, he won't. If you will, he will. But you got to do it scripturally. <laughs> you got to do it scripturally. You can't just say, well, I'm a pretty good Joe, and I think I'll make it. And uh, uh, pretty good people go to hell. See, now I'm talking about when man judges us. All right? Okay, so we're going to be talking. Now this morning I want to get into judgment seat. Now judgment seat is a doctrine that the Bible teaches. And I want to talk, uh, uh, of course, first of all, I'm going to address church people. Now let me, let me kind of define that. People that has been born again by the Holy Spirit, been born from above. There was a time in your life that you know that something happened to you spiritually. Not just uh, mama cried for me and, and daddy uh, said I was okay. Not that, not that. But something happened to you spiritually in your heart. Okay, that's who I want to talk to for a while this morning. And then I'll get to another judgment. Lord willing. All right. I'm in chapter 14 of Romans. And, uh, and I'd like to start with verse 7. Verse 7. Paul said here, uh, talking to church people now, for none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. Church people, saved people, we are the Lord's. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 9. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. Now I'm going to teach this morning, if the Lord allow me, I'm going to teach judgment to the dead and judgment to the living. And that's what Paul is referring to. He is God, everybody's Lord. He's not everybody's Savior, but He's everybody's Lord. Okay? And I hope you get that out of this lesson this morning, because that's where I'm going. All right? Okay, he says in verse 10, But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. All right? Now, I've said it twice. Let me say it again. That's to church people. The judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us 
shall give account of himself to God. All right, now church people, you say, why should I live right? I'm saved, don't worry about it. I've met a few people kind of like that. Well, I'm saved. I'm saved, you know. And and there's a popular uh, uh, going along in some church circles that I was saved when I was 11 and I hadn't been back to church since. So since we believe once saved, always saved, I'll be all right. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible does not teach that. What did I just read? He is Lord both of the living and the dead. He's Lord both of the living and the dead. So so you are going to meet God. Now we Christians, and and let me say this, because it it cuts across grains of of present day teaching. You do not go to judgment before God to see if you're saved. You say, well, I, I know. I know. Religion teaches that all over America. But you do not go to judgment to see if you're saved. See, when people die, everybody that believes in God wants, wants, wants uh, grace when they die. But God don't give grace to dead people. He gives grace to live people. Hello? I mean, when you die, you're, you, the die is cast. See, as the tree falleth, so shall it lie. So God does not give you a chance to get saved while you're living, then let you die and give you another chance. That's not in the Bible. Not in the Bible. So saved people are going to the judgment seat of Christ. Now, now I'm going to back that up. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9, okay? Paul told the Corinthian church, now they were Gentiles also, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Does that sound like lost people? That is not lost people. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, who's our foundation? Who's our foundation of the church? Well, the apostles are the, are the, are the uh, foundations, and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. If you are a builder and you build a, any kind of building, the first thing you set is, is, the, is the cornerstone. Now, it may not be a rock. It might be a pin. It might be a nail. But you set that corner. That's who Jesus Christ is to the church spiritually. See, he is our foundation. All right? How can you build on that foundation? Read verse 12 with me. For other, uh, for now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones. Now that's valuable stuff, isn't it? Right. So Paul is telling us, you, after you're saved, 
you can build upon that foundation precious things in the sight of God. See? But that's not the end of the verse, is it? Let me read it on. Wood, hay, stubble. That's not very precious, is it? Huh? And did you just note, note with me that those three items can burn and will burn? Every man's work shall be manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Christians. Christians. Not, this is not general judgment. This is not general judgment. This is church judgment. You say, well, I'm saved, and you mean I can, I can build on, on, on Christ some Wood, hay, and stubble. That's what Paul said. That's what he said. Now, now, what is wood, hay, and stubble, scripturally speaking? It's works that's no good. It's works as a Christian that's no good. See? Now, I, I'm just, I want, I want us to get here, okay, what are works that's good? Well, the Bible says faith. Without faith, it's impossible to praise God. See? So we live our life as Christians by faith. See? And we help each other. See? Love one another as I've taught you to, to do, as the Lord said. And Paul teaches that over and over and over. I am to be concerned about you. I am to be concerned about your welfare as a Christian. And I, and I, think, I think, with my experience down through the years, I have seen some church members that didn't appear to be too concerned about others. I think you'll meet that. I think you'll meet that. See, we are to love one another. And... And, and didn't I just read, uh, 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 if a man love his, uh, love his neighbor, uh, that'll fulfill the law? Didn't we just read that in the, part of, in the front part of this, uh, uh, this chapter uh, uh, of 14 of uh, Romans? All right, now I'm, in, I'm still in Corinthians chapter 3. All right, if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon. Now built upon what? The foundation. He shall receive a reward. All right. Now, after you're saved and you live for the Lord and you do things honestly with the best of your ability in faith, the Lord will reward you for it. Now, I know a lot of people can ask questions there I couldn't answer. But, but there is a reward for obeying the Lord by faith. Whatever he tells us to do, all right? I've already read, he that teacheth, let him wait on teaching. He that ministereth, let him wait on ministering. See, those kind of things. There's some more things that we could build upon. All right, verse 15. If any, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved so as by fire. Now, I told you that that judgment was not to see if you saved. And there it is. All right? 
Now, I, <laughs> I study a lot of times, and I've tried to study what does it mean to be saved as though by fire? And, and, and I can't get an answer out of the Bible to that. One man said there's a very close line between living for the Lord and being a hypocrite about it. So we do have to watch that. I have to watch my hypocrisy. Am I doing, saying something to you because I really mean it? Or am I lying to you? I have to watch that. You see what I mean? Why? Because I'm going to judgment. I'm going to judgment. All right? Since we have seen what Paul said to to the Roman church and one letter to the Corinthian church, let's turn to another letter to the Corinthian church. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians, if you would. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians, and let's look at chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, Paul is reiterating what he said about saved people being going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, ministers and Baptist people distinguish the the two judgments uh, by saying judgment seat of Christ is for saved people, And the white throne judgment is for lost people. And I will get to that in a minute, Lord willing. But right now I'm going to deal with 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All right? Paul said in verse 8, We are confident, I say, and rather willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that where the present absent, we may be accepted of him. That's pretty important. Christian, that's pretty important. Are you worried about being accepted of Him? I'm not talking about your soul. I'm talking about your works. Are you worried about being accepted of the Lord when you get there? I've already read to you where Paul said, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I've already read, we shall all. So we're going to do it. You're going to be there. All right? Now, verse 10. For we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, let me say something. Not your soul, your body. Your body. All right? Whether it be good or bad. Now, good or bad don't mean what... Mr. Jones across the street thinks it's good and bad. That's not what this means here. This means good or bad according to the scriptures or instructions for Christians. Okay? All right, let's read on. Verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. It's pretty serious to me. It's pretty serious to me when the apostle to the Gentiles is talking about Christians and he says, knowing the terror of the Lord. That's pretty serious to me. 
Now, I know people claim to be saved, and they just kick up their heels, and, well, <laughs> I'll be all right. I, I'll be all right. I've done this, and I've done that. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to doubt your salvation. Don't get me wrong. But we've got to be careful. This man, the apostle, said, knowing the terror of the Lord. Now, now how terrible do you think it's going to be when you stand before Jesus Christ and all that horde of people and he called your name and said, come out here and stand in front of us. And, and, and he says, on uh, November the 4th, 2022, you met Joe Smith, and, and, and how did you deal with him? What was your motive? And there you're going to be before the Lord, and you ain't going to lie. You're not going to lie. We will give an account. So what I'm trying to tell you, folks, it's frightening, not from the standpoint to lose your soul, but from the standpoint, what are you going to answer God? And I like what Brother Billy Mitchell said. One fellow said, Brother Billy, are we going to be judged for things we shouldn't have done and, 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 and that we didn't and for the things we did do it we shouldn't? He said, yeah, and for the motive, for the same. Now that kind of puts a different light on it, don't it? What's your motive? What's your motive? See? I'm kind of reminded of sometimes, you know, you and I get in an embarrassing place maybe, and, and, and it would really do the situation good if we told what we think is a little white lie. Now let me say something to you, saints. There's no such thing with God as a white lie. See? Now I know there come some embarrassing times and, and, you, and you are probably asked questions maybe about the Bible, maybe about, about morals or anything and, and, and you have to be careful. See? In other words, uh, uh, I, I also want to bring this in. We are tempted. We're tempted to do evil. See? Now, I think I told you this before, but let me say it one more time. I had a young lady come to me one time. I don't know why she didn't go to the pastor, but she come to me on the church ground and said, Brother Glenn said, I'm just think bad things and do, th do things, and said, I just, it's kind of scary to me. And I said, well, as long as it's a temptation, it's not a sin because Jesus was tempted. And... Uh, so, so, see, we, that's one of the areas I think that Christians really have to work on ourselves is to get out of temptations. Now, I like it what Paul said in, tempta in, in Corinthians where he said, there's no temptation uh, come on us, and I'm paraphrasing it, that there'll not be a way of escape. So when you get in a hard place, you just whisper a prayer to God and ask Him to show you an escape route. And you know what? He'll do it. He'll do it. So we are tempted. Okay, I'm back to the scripture now. Uh, uh, he said, uh, we shall all stand before the, uh, the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone may receive things done in his body according to his done, what's good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. So one of Paul's ministries, his ministry was not only evangelism, 
but he was persuading, persuading us Christians to do right. See? Now that's why you need to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. See? We don't need to, so you study to see what God would have you do. You say, well, why does that help? Well, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you shall judge you in the last time. So what's going to judge us? This. So we have got a recipe as Christians to know how to live right. And, and I, can, I think I can say this uh, due to my age and the time I've spent in, in, a, in a Baptist church. You never get old enough that you don't need the Lord to keep you from temptations. You always will have temptations. You always will have evil thoughts. You're, you're, you, you will look around and your eyes will see something that, that is not Christian-like, especially in our day and time. You see a lot of stuff that's, well, it's Antichrist, really, is what you're seeing today. A lot of this stuff is going on. But according to this, okay, for we shall appear, and knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. See? So, so I wanted to talk to that about the church this morning, is what God would have us to do. And you say, well, I've got a situation I don't know what to do. Well, why don't you talk to God or talk to the pastor? You can always talk to the pastor in private and say, I've got this problem, what can I do about it, brother? And, and, he, and he is to help. And so, and so we can do that and we can study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. See, workman, I like that, don't you? That means you're a worker of God if you're saved. All right, I've spent some time talking to Christians, and I want to spend a little time this morning talking to people that wouldn't, might not be saved. I don't, know, I don't know who you are, but I want to talk about a judgment that you're going to. All right? Uh, now, like I said, there are at least two judgments spoken of in the Bible. At least two. So I want to read about the one now, and, and the reason I'm doing this is because I hear people all the time saying, well, if my good outweighs my bad when I get up to judgment, I'll go to heaven. You don't get that in the Bible. The Bible does not teach that. And they take these scriptures that I've just read, which is absolutely to Christians, and they try to justify some of their thoughts along that line. But let me read you of another judgment. Let me read you another judgment. Turn with me while you're listening so good. Uh, turn with me to Revelation uh, chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Okay, now, and I won't say again because I'm really careful right here. I have talked to you about judgment of Christians written to us in the epistles of the of Apostle Paul, who was a, uh, an apostle to the Gentiles. All right, now I'm going to Revelation. Now, Paul did not write Revelation. For those of you that don't know, John the Revelator wrote Revelations. He was Apostle John. 
And God gave him the book of Revelation to reveal what is coming to pass on this earth. All right? Now you listen to this. I'm in, I'm in chapter 20 of Revelation, and, uh, and uh, I want to I start with verse 10. And the devil that deceived them were cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Does that sound pretty pleasant to you? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Let me, let me, let me emphasize that again. Where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That sounds pretty serious to me. All right? You say, well, Mr. Paul, what did you read that for? Well, I want you to get the fact that it's forever and ever and, and it's torments. See? It's torments. All right? <clears throat> Verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. What does that mean? Huh? Well, if you don't have an earth to stand on, where are you going to stand? I mean, heaven and earth, this heaven and this earth passed away. Where are you going to be? What no place for them. Right? That's what it said. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Okay, hold on. In this instance, who's the dead? That's lost people. People that went to church maybe and never did trust Christ. People that, uh, you know, said, well, my mom and daddy was good people, but they didn't make it. So they're dead in their sins and in their trespasses. Listen to this. I saw the dead, small and great. Poor people's going to be there. Rich people's going to be there. Kings are going to be there. And slaves are going to be there. Stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. You say, according to their works? Yeah. Well, why is God going to do that? Well, because Jude said that God was going to convince them. See, lost people's not convinced. I go to people, and quite, you know, not many, but a few. Are you saved? Yeah, yeah, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I, you know, the preacher told me I was saved when I was four, and, and I, you know, and I'm just, I'm just waiting on God. Wait a minute. That's not scriptural. That's not scriptural. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be mean to you, but I'm trying to get, it, get us to see what the Bible really says about it. You're dead in trespasses and sins if you've never been born again. Now listen to this. They were judged those things were written out of the books according to their works. See, now they think their works is going to make it. But God, according to Jude, God's going to convince them that their works didn't make it. He does this to convince them. Okay? And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up, delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. There you go again. Lord, did my works get me in? No, it didn't. Well, Lord, I was good. I, I cast out devils even. I know. 
but depart from me, I never knew you. According to John. Right? You see what I mean? According to their works. <clears throat> and death, verse 14 now, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now what did we find out about the lake of fire up in verse 10? What did we find out about the lake of fire in verse 10? It wasn't very hot. It was going to be just a few days. Is that what we found out? Huh? No. No. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. Where the false beast and false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That sound like where you want to go? No, we don't want to go and we don't want you to go. All right? Death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You see? So, so God, God is going to do that. Now, now that makes me think of people that come to me like the lady did. You teach a mean-spirited God. No, I don't. I teach a just and a holy God. And you're not going to be able to accuse God of not giving you a chance when he sent his son to die for you on Calvary's cross to so much agony and so much pain that he, he paid the price for you to be saved and you sat on your church bench and wouldn't do it. So God has got this waiting on you. And God's not mean-spirited. He's a loving God. In fact, he said, look unto me, all you ends of the earth, and be you saved. Saved from what? Saved from this. See, when we talk about getting saved, that's not just a religious term. I know the world's taking it up. You go to these other denominations, oh, we've been saved once or twice, three or four times, and we're saved today and lost tomorrow. That's not salvation. Saved means safe. Look it up. Are you safe? Are you safe? Huh? Now, if you've never been born again, in the eyes of God, you're not safe. You're not saved. And that's not to offend you by my voice. That's to tell you what God has got in store for those that do not ever get saved. It breaks my heart to see people just go around uh, in life and they're just not concerned. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older every day. I am too. Someday you're going to get old enough. Someday you're going to get old enough. And, 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 and what's, what's these judgment scriptures going to do to you? Are you going to be at Christ's, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, or are you going to be at this white throne judgment see you you have a choice see now I know you can't just jump up and say well it's Sunday morning and I'm going to heaven when I die but the Bible says repent and believe the gospel and thou shalt be saved you got to believe in your heart 
You can't just say, well, I've been, I've been in church 30 years and I'm probably all right. No, you're not. Being in church don't save you. See what I mean? So I just wanted to say those few words to you this morning. I'm not mad at anybody. But I remember when I was under conviction, the Holy Ghost took these scriptures and scared the daylights out of me. And I believed it. I believed it. And, and, and you know, can I say this to you as your friend? I'm your friend now. The reason you're not saved is you hadn't believed it. You've been told it, but you don't believe it. And I just want to say, as a friend to you, I love you, but I told you what the Bible has got in store for all of us. We Christians, we're going to judgment seat. And Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, that's the Christians. See, one fella I heard not long ago said, oh, I think it'll be kind of like an awards banquet. Oh, yeah? What did Paul think it would be like? Huh? Now, I'm not trying to frighten you. I, you know, I don't mean, yes, Lord, am I going to hell? No, 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 not that. But, but God is going to question us about our, about our motives and our intents. How much did we really spend time for him? See, and I just say this because I, I, I don't say it to, to look down on you or talk down to you, but I have trouble, I have trouble at certain times not being a hypocrite. See what I mean? And, and I have to be careful of that. See, I mean, if somebody runs up and says, oh, so-and-so died and he's better off, ain't he? What do you say? Huh? You see what I mean? I'm very careful that I, I try not to offend them, but I say, well, you know, his, his cancer suffering is over. But that's one of the common things that we Christians meet, and I'm not trying to get on you about it. You handle it however the Lord would lead you to do it. But it, it is a dilemma in a way, because I hear it over and over and over. Well, they had cancer, and their suffering is over, isn't it? Well, is it? See, and, and you know, I know you have to be careful there. I'm not getting on you about it. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank you for listening to me this morning. Hope and pray that I've taught this to you in love and, and you're not mad at me. But anyway, it's the truth, and I'm going to meet it and you're going to meet it. And, and I'm dreading the Lord bringing up on me my hypocrisy when I get there. And I'm praying that I'd be forgiven before I get there. All right.